0: Hey, everybody, and welcome back in to Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. And Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today?
1: Good. 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 You?
0: <laughs> I mean, you've gotten so bad at this response. <laughs> you used to – like, I All used to right. be able to say that, and then five minutes later, I'd get to talk again. Now, well, I'll, I'll you, I say it, and you're lot. always like, I'm good. Eh, hey, screw it.
1: Whatever. Well – I okay. I uh, answer I uh, answered the question as we say in in the courtroom asked and answered.
0: Yeah, That's what oh we say. I, I I dig it. Is that what you all say? Oh, uh, we do say, say asked and answered like Matlock.
1: Here's the weird thing. I mean, um, honestly, honestly we do that for like to uh prove to our clients that we're paying attention. <laughs> and secondly, uh the client always feels like your your own client always feels like they're being badgered or yelled at, or the other lawyer is too mean and the questioning's too mean. So every now and then you got to say stuff just like to, Hey, I got your back. I got, I, I calm down. I got your back here. So you say things like judge asked and answered. And then the judge might say, uh, Mr. Stein, uh, the other lawyer hasn't asked anything at all, nor has your client answered anything. And then I say, Oh, well, excuse me, asked and answered. Yeah. Like, don't, don't say me, that again.
0: Asshole judge. <laughs> exactly.
1: Yeah. That's how that works. That's um, how that works. Okay.
0: Th- this will be the quickest podcast we've ever done. Really? Um, Does that mean I have to talk fast? I, I, yeah. You talk about that guy that used to do the FedEx commercials. That'd be kind of cool. Okay. I'll um, be that guy. But a uh, couple of things. Just, I mean, odd and end things right now. Uh, and. First of all, we're recording this on Tuesday afternoon, so it's Wednesday to everybody else. We've got Texas A&M tonight. I don't have to let everybody know how important this Texas A&M game is. It's a must not lose. It's not it's a, a must love, win. It's, love it. it's a must not lose. And um, that, there's no other way to say it. Um, but a couple of other just, I mean, you know, look, I, I'm not going to pretend I know a lot about Texas A&M. I'm not going to give you some big Pre- preview on the Aggies because frankly they're not that good enough to give a preview on um, and I think I'm much more apt to say congratulations to Jaden Shackelford for being named uh, the National Freshman of the Week uh, nice. and what a what a coup for him also congratulations to uh, Josh Primo who is a 2021 recruit class by 2020 and picking all these crystal balls to Alabama, and so congratulations to us. I mean, he's, he's a badass.
1: He hasn't committed yet, has he? Although we're clearly trending in that direction, per the good folks at BamaOnline.com.
0: Yeah, it seems like it's, you know, in the tea leaves that that's going to happen sooner rather than later, which is a big positive. And he's a shooting guard. He's a scorer. Uh, maybe needs to work on his handles a little bit. But, you know... <laughs> It named somebody other than maybe Kyra Lewis that doesn't need to work on the handles at Alabama. So we ought to just get a handle guy um, on the coach, on on staff uh, at Alabama for next year. Yeah, the um,
1: description of his game, I I watched like a – I had time to squeeze in 30 seconds of of something I found on YouTube. Uh, He he reminds me a little bit of Shackelford. I mean, he's a lot like Shackelford. By that, I mean – if you were to describe Jaden Shackelford as a high school prospect and then describe Josh Primo, you would think you're talking about the same kid.
0: Because yeah, I, mean, I agree.
1: Pure shooter, doesn't handle the ball well enough to, to, to be a one. He might develop into a one down the road, but really what this kid is is a pure shooter, and that's how you would describe described Shackelford, right? And and it, it's, it's a great way to
0: describe Primo
1: in terms of what we're getting.
0: No, I totally agree. Um, and, again, he hadn't committed yet, but we feel like uh, that's going to happen. So, And in anticipation of Kyra Lewis probably going pro, as um, I've seen another mock draft since you and I spoke last that actually had him going in the first round. I know the mock draft yesterday had Damn him in it. the second round. Damn yeah, it. Yeah, I know. That's going to suck if that happens.
1: Um, well, I mean, the other for thing, him. Except for him i mean we're just being really so if he if he goes pro and goes in the first round he made absolutely 100 percent the right decision for him uh no 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 doubt about that and all of our rants about the subject let's just find them and delete them if he's drafted in the first round but and lately frankly he's been sort of playing like that frankly lately
0: no i agree um there's still some things he can work on but i mean i you know, you look over the college basketball landscape, and guys draft more based on potential than actual results. And I think Cairo's got both. He's he's really young, so people look at him like, "Hey, he's still very moldable." And right, he's also already proven to be a damn good basketball player. So I think that he's he checks both boxes, which you look for in an NBA draft. Um, Javon Quinterly actually had a funny tweet today because the NCAA. Is coming very close to approving uh, a transfer rule. Whereas, as long as you're in good standing, as long as um, you know you're not suspended, as long as you've got the grades, um, and as long as um, I guess you're just a good person, then they're going to allow anybody to transfer, quote unquote, free of charge. No, no, uh, no, sitting out a year one time. And Javon is like, Hey, thanks for that but um you, know, you got you gotta start somewhere yeah, uh i, got, I mean
1: I, I understand how it would affect javon Quinterly and if I, if I unless I've missed something today because I've been busy doing court things like going to court and and doing the ask and answer trick and all that, so I've been sort of busy, but so I haven't had too much of a chance to uh review all the sports happenings out there, but uh isn't that rule that you're talking about sort of a uh the big Ten proposed it and the a c c came out and said yeah we're we're in favor of this too. I mean you're talking about that right the the transfer uh, yep. everybody gets one trip but it's a Big 10 and ACC or more people jumping on board
0: today It seems like more people are jumping on board today and it seems like it's trending in the direction of this is going to be universal And well, I which, hate it. again I'm you hate it well here's the thing I I'm fine with I'm fine with this Everybody in every sport gets 5 years There's no more red shirts there's no more nothing. You get five years. Now, if you want to transfer one time and you're not suspended and you're in good standing, I'm fine with that. The second time, it doesn't make a shit. If you have a sick granny, if you have a uncle with a hangnail, it doesn't make a shit. You have to sit. I mean, and in fact, it's a good idea to be like, okay, my granny's sick. I've already transferred once. Well, maybe you should sit out and help take care of granny. Don't worry about basketball. <laughs>
1: uh, now, I'm on board. I mean, if they do change the rule, I like what you're saying there, 100% true. They should be really hard on anybody who wants to do it twice. But my here, here's my, my, my thing, and, and I don't know that everybody's being re- realistic about how dirty recruiting is. I mean, I think all, all the people that are for this aren't down there in the sewers recruiting. And this is what's going to happen when they pass that rule, signing day. First of all, why have it? Why are we having a signing day? I mean, what what, what are you signing? Uh, an intent yeah. to attend a school for a year. That's that's all you're signing, and you're not even really signing that because apparently you can leave your school before you ever show up. So you're not even intending to to, to do. It's basically saying. Here, I'll sign this, and it means I intend to enroll at your university at some point, probably. And my thing is why recruiting is never going to end. There's no end to recruiting when you do this. Because why in the world would Alan? let's use McKinley Jackson because that's the last big recruitment we were all living and dying on. Here's my example. I know so many fans out there. They want this to happen because they're like the kids. The kids. The kids get screwed. The coaches can move around, but the kids can't. It's terrible what we're doing to these cute kids. We're using them up and spitting them out, forgetting the fact they're all treated like rock stars for four or five years. Um, we're not chewing up and spitting out anybody. Um, it, you know, like like you know, <laughs> my my least favorite thing is when we treat these kids like they're oppressed. You know, do, do you know do these people know what oppressed means? I mean, it doesn't mean that you go to a six-figure college for free, live in luxury, eat five meals a day, have girls lined up outside for half a mile, that, that uh, become a rock star, sign autographs, play on TV, get trained by professional-level coaches with the best facilities in the world, and we act like they're oppressed. It's outrageously stupid, frankly. But anyway, apart from all that, my rant is this, signing day would mean nothing. If, if we have that rule in place and you are free to transfer without penalty, then the afternoon McKinley Jackson signed with Texas A&M, why the hell is Alabama and LSU quit talking to his coaches, his family, his uncle, his handlers? You never stop recruiting all of them. Because you're gonna, you might get him back. The first second, McKinley Jackson goes to A and M, and the coach yells at him for doing something wrong. They're like, "Well, hell, I talked to Alabama this morning. I'll just go to Alabama." That's why they're. Ha- that's why I don't like it. It's that. It's because recruiting will never end. Now, if, now, if you're saying, "Oh, Jimmy, don't like it because it's going to negatively affect Alabama." No, it won't. This plays right into Alabama's wheelhouse. Kids never stop thinking about Alabama we got more resources, a bigger budget. There's a 1,000 million people that work in the football building that can stay in contact with these people. And then, okay, and so the comeback to this is, Jimmy, no, no. What you're talking about is tampering. It's against the rules. Really? Really. You know what else is against the rules? Paying the players, extra benefits, get paid for, for autographs. And that now, now you think tampering is going to slow anyone down? Tampering is the easiest thing to do. Because am I really tampering if I call this high school coach? Is that tampering? Because that coach has got other players. But you call this high school coach and you say, hey, uh, you talked to McKinley today? <laughs> I mean, is that tampering? I mean, come on. Uh, this, this rule is going to make recruiting worse. It's, and it, and it, it makes recruiting, recruiting no longer will have an end date signing day will mean nothing signing day will be a commitment just like commitments now just like when josh primo hopefully commits to us in the next few days that will be what signing day is like if they pass this rule because his commitment i'm not really sure what it means it doesn't mean much wait till the day you can sign on the dotted line and it still doesn't mean anything it mean what it does mean is recruiting never ends there's no end date to it, and you can't tell me that that's a good situation for college sports. Okay, that's my rant.
0: Okay, okay. that's a good rant, and I'm totally, totally on board with what you're saying, and I totally agree. That being said, uh, when, when people get married two weeks later, it doesn't stop the husband yeah. from messing around with the wife's best friend. No, no, no my point no. is that, and I'm being devil's advocate because I, I love to think of college football and college sports in general as this bastion of um, uh, loyalty to a university, to a school I attended, blah, blah, blah. When really, this is this is now a total business. And because it's a total business and because it's been created to be a total business, because we, I mean, frankly, let's call a spade a spade, we allow kids into school that have no business educationally being in that True. school. They might athletically, they're good enough to do whatever, but educationally, the reason True. school began in the first place it, it, they don't have any business being there. And we have lowered that standard and lowered that standard to the point where we're now, uh, you know, duking it out for guys that that they come from families with without a pot to piss in. And then we get mad at them for taking money that they've never dreamed they would ever have. Um. Yep. So I see exactly what you're saying. But it's, it's not exactly black and white like that to me. Um, mm. I So, yeah, I think my – that's why I'm saying this is the only way you can make it black and white is say everybody's got five. Well, years. And here's the other yeah. thing I would do. And I don't know how you make it work with Title 9 I'm pretending Title Nine kind of doesn't exist here. But I also say, okay, baseball, everybody gets the same amount of scholarships. It's not, you know – 13 scholarships that you have to divvy up in percentages. No, everybody gets 20 scholarships for baseball. I don't know how many scholarships you need for baseball. I don't like
1: 11.7. How yeah, the hell they came bullshit. up with that? That's a good one. That's, a, that's a, How the hell they came up with that? I have no idea, but that's the
0: answer. How about everybody gets 20 baseball scholarships? Now, all of a sudden, you increase that product's marketability. Um, you say, okay, and – Yep, for girls, all the softball girls get scholarships, which I assume they do anyway. I don't even know what their situation is. Um, but we try and even it out as best we can about that, t- keeping in line with Title IX. Um, and then we say everybody's got five years. There's no more red shirts. There's no more medical red shirts. Nobody's going to be a six-year guy anymore, period, end of story. Everybody's got yeah, five years, not- and you can play all five. You can play all five. If you get hurt one of those five, I'm really, really sorry. That sucks. But you have four other years. Um right. and if you get hurt three of those five, man, maybe you should give up the freaking sport. <laughs> so, um and but you can also transfer one time free of charge as long as you're in good standing all the way across the board. You transfer one time. The second time you want to transfer, yep, you gotta sit out a year. It doesn't make yeah. a shit what the circumstances are. It right. doesn't make a, there's no there's no Bleeding heart. Oh, right. you know his dad moved to, and his mom is here, and his no, it nope. you've already wasted that. And if you want to be McKinley Jackson and say the moment you sign your letter of intent, two hours later you're like, hey, screw this, I want to go to Alabama. That counts as your transfer.
1: That's a transfer.
0: It's over. Yep. That's yep. your transfer. Yeah, so that's that's my take on it.
1: Well, it's gonna happen. I mean, I have my rant and you had your rant, and it is more complicated uh, than I made it seem. <clears throat> no doubt, because Javon Quinnerly, for instance, deserved to transfer without penalty. But maybe it's because, I mean, we could get real, real complicated. Maybe the rules should just be sort of what we have now, but more streamlined, which is, okay, you can transfer and not sit out, but you have to transfer for cause. It has to be one of these reasons that you prove to the tr- transfer committee. And if it's one of these approved transfer for cause reasons, then fine. But you just changing your mind and wanting to be somewhere else, that, that's not going to cut it. So, um, and, and my last thing on the rant thing uh, one other soapbox issue I have is that thing that I read all the time from the Dan Walkins of the world that it's patently unfair that these coaches can move around and the players can't. Since when did being a professional, multi millionaire, 50 year old coach working under a contract? Since when did that become apples to apples to a 19-year-old kid who gets in trouble for being late to Western civ class? They never should not be on right. the same level because they're not. It's not apples to apples. It couldn't be more apples to oranges. The apples operate under apple rules. The oranges operate under orange rules. It's, it's that simple. It's like, does Walken also believe that the CEO of a, of a billion-dollar company Plays by the same rules that the unpaid interns in the mailroom work under. Oh, for God's sakes, don't let the CEO get two hours for lunch when we only give the unpaid interns in the mailroom an hour. the CEOs getting to the CEO can can eight hours. If companies make it so I'm saying. They work under professional contract. They're employees. They're professional adults. These are 18-year-old and 20-year-old and 21-year-old kids going to school. And, gosh, I guess the next thing thing we'll hear is we shouldn't make these kids go to school. When, in fact, that's because you ask fans of the sport, name a college football player. They're all going to name Tua and Trevor Lawrence, and they forget that 99% of the kids playing college sports will never see a day of pro sports, but we have to change all the rules for everybody because it all seems patently unfair to Tua and Trevor Lawrence.
0: Well, here's the other thing about that too. Um, When you're a CEO of Coca-Cola and Pepsi hires you away, there are rules which you cannot, you can't, there's some non-compete clauses. There's some trademark secrets uh-huh. you can't pass along legally. So it's sort of the same thing um, that you, when yeah. you transfer from Alabama to Auburn, you know, it kind of sucks. Yep. I mean, for Alabama, because if you transfer there, then all of a sudden, you know, they're like, Hey, I know when they, when they call this audible, this yeah. is what this means. You know, there's, and, and that's right. like you said, there are, there are rules, there are tiers. I mean, we're not, you know, a caste system, we're not India, but I mean, at the same time, CEOs get more benefits than, uh, than the mailroom guy. That's just the way it is. And I think everybody's kind of cool with that because in this country, if you're the mailroom guy, you have the chance to work your way up to CEO. Jeff Bezos started in a, in his basement with one computer and an idea that everybody else in the world had, and he just had the balls to go with it. And now he's the richest man in the world. He lost half his shit. and He's still the richest man in the world. So, um, uh, you know, it's pretty crazy. I mean, but God bless America. Jim. listen, uh, if we have an yeah. editor, I'd say insert Lee Greenwood here. Um, but anyway, I've got to run now, Jimmy. But I want to tell you one other yeah. thing. I don't know if you saw this. Georgia and Clemson have agreed to play in Charlotte in 2021 yeah. to kick off the season. That's cool.
1: What a great uh, kickoff to the season! It will be post. Trevor there, right? I mean, uh, Trevor's a junior. The upcoming fall, so he'll be gone. Uh, and uh, man, what what a what a great! I love these big games, and and uh, it it will get all the attention deservedly so. And uh, kudos to both Georgia and Clemson for agreeing to p- play in such a big game to uh, to kick off the year.
0: And Alabama will be playing Miami of Florida in Atlanta. You know that'd be cool if they moved the Georgia Clemson game to Monday. And Alabama plays Miami in, in Atlanta, I could go to both games. That'd be kinda of cool. Uh would be cool. Alright, buddy. You there?
1: For the upcoming Yep, I'm here. Ready to go. Uh,
0: yeah, you cut me you cut off there for a second. Yeah. Oh my bad. My bad. That's right,
1: say it again. Well, Charlie Strong, and Charlie Strong was added to the staff today. We should mention uh, officially Charlie Strong, a defensive analyst on the support staff. And uh, one more set of eyes, one more set of ideas, Uh, nothing but upside when you hire someone like Charlie Strong in as an analyst.
0: I'm totally, and it gives us like four former head coaches on the staff. That's pretty badass. It is. That's, a, that's just what we are. We ought to change our name to the Alabama Badasses.
1: <laughs> if we win the national championship this year, why not?
0: <laughs> All right, roll tide, everybody.
1: Roll tide. Let's beat those Aggies.